0: Ba-da-da-da.
1: Welcome to 4th time's the charm where niches need I'm your producer Ben alongside your director Matt Following us up in the rear I'm getting a nice smooth helping of shea butter It's Mama Monty Hello. Everyone I'm going to start off this week by saying Matt stop fucking typing While we're recording podcasts Stop it god damn it Stop it <laughs> You know how no fucking I'm- hard it is
0: so I'm edit writing. that out. In case our audience are wondering, Matt's in a closet. That's why he sounds like this. <laughs> no, I sound great. This is how I normally sound. So
1: because uh, Matt was typing uh, while yep, that's uh, recording yesterday... He's been banished to the Shadow Realm, which happens to have very poor audio quality.
0: Shadow Realm is Ben's closet, (laughs) so Ben's locking him in there for a timeout.
1: That's right. For once, it's Matt, who's locked in the closet today on 4th Times with Charm. Boy, howdy. We got a lot of stuff to talk to you guys about today. Um, I got a cool action figure on eBay. (laughs) That was neat. Wow. Uh, Monty, how are you doing?
0: Uh, pretty good. I got my first, um, I guess driving ticket. Cause, Whoa, yeah. for what? Uh, uh there's a street downtown that, uh, in Toronto, that I didn't know that was a one-way street. And oh, no, no. My luck. I, I was, funny enough, I wasn't the only person that made that mistake, but unlucky for me, the cop caught me, um... And, oh Monty, you're yeah. not supposed to get caught. Yeah, I couldn't run. I couldn't turn around as fast. But the other guy just went the other way in. Yeah. Oh uh, bullshit! Yeah, but we
2: should, we should. You should go and fight the Toronto police.
0: the The fines have definitely increased, and the cops definitely have some very interesting gear on them. Like there's a camera okay. on their chest that glows red because it's recording, and it's like iron man's uh chess piece That's the first time i've seen it up close so oh
1: shit <laughs> that's terrifying
0: yeah but yeah the fines have definitely gone up so if y'all are listening and live in toronto be careful out there the fines well, are thank not god cheap. you
1: don't live in america you would have been shot instead <laughs> um yeah you're
2: <laughs> that you're proliferating stereotypes here we would have at least taken his things first Probably. There we go. Uh, and planted Matt, drugs how, on them.
1: how are you doing in your closet? Well, I'm in a closet.
2: Um, surprisingly, it's actually cooler in this closet than it was in my home that when we didn't have air conditioning. So, to some degree, um, the situation has improved, though. I did go to my house, pick up my microphone, put it in my car, drive my car to, to where I'm staying, drive my car back to the house to drop it off, and then forget the microphone in the car. So it's been a fun day. Um, but all that driving did afford me time to uh, reread, uh, slash, re listen to uh, The Shadows Over Ismith, um, which was a, a direct inspiration for a, a podcast we're going to do another day. So I'm excited for that. Um, I did also get to have a, a good weekend watching some good movies. Um, I'm still excited for the Music Box of Horrors. We haven't got any updated. Uh, films for it yet, but I keep waiting with bated breath and, uh, overall I'm pretty good. So, uh, Ben, I have a question for you. Yeah, dog.
1: Did you, uh, did you get a new bookshelf today? No, I didn't actually. Oh. Um, I, I realized in spite of sliding perfectly in, it would not fit the general aesthetic of, of my place. Oh, that's okay. I'm, I'm, uh, this I'm. This is the hard hitting coverage you get on fourth times the charm uh some quick updates uh monty my mother mm-hmm. uh, wanted uh to let you know that she thought you sounded very cute talking about your experiences growing up with the rockers oh so oh, what? so thank you for that
0: thank you mom <laughs> but yeah wow. no, that that what, was a, another, what a shout out from that our was, biggest uh, fan very tough uh topic
1: that we talked about so it sure was uh, Man, another yeah. tough topic at hand is money and oh. visibility whoa uh, we here at fourth times the charm want to spread the word about fourth times the charm and we want you guys to show us how much you love the show <gasps> so if you send us on our instagram matt what is our instagram handle it's at fourth times the charm official with underscores after each word then right, you have you, to do it. If, if you uh, follow us, if you message us with a screen cap of you giving us a five star review, I will Venmo you
0: $5. Yes, you will.
1: I can't fucking believe First it. Time no one
0: giving cash out, out of no, Ben's pocket. No one
1: messaged me. Come on. No one is- messaged me in the last week.
2: What? No one wants five free not even money. Your, not even your mother messaged you for free. Not five even free my dollars. mother
1: messaged me for money.
2: That's <laughs> that says something.
1: Five dollars shouldn't it for be four five
2: stars. Oh, sure, sure, sure. There we go. One dollar per star. You leave That's us a four right. you leave us a four star, star review, Ben will send you four dollars. No.
1: No, why would I do that?
2: <laughs> if, if, you send, if you give us a four star review, I'll send
1: you four dollars. But if you do a five-star review, Ben will send you five. That will lower our visibility, getting less than five-star reviews. Well,
2: we'll see who who ends up sending out more, more money. You can find me on Instagram at Dr. Gore Wizard. When does this
0: contest end, guys? As soon it, it, as someone it gets money. each
1: week. Oh, each boy. week. <laughs> each week. We're not doing this shit. Let me give you money. <laughs> this is real... Real money. I know you're listening. I have the listener figures, and thank you to everyone who listens. Just I wonder get if free these money.
2: Maybe robots just hate money.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> I no, I checked. These aren't even bots. These are real people. Who are you? Who are you? Yeah, who people? are
2: you? <laughs> Let us Tell know us who you
1: are. We'll
2: even We're on we'll Instagram. Email, Most email are on Instagram us. Email Instagram
1: at this point. Go
2: contact Ben on Twitter.
1: So what are we doing this week? After last week's well, humdinger all timer episode, yeah. So uh, let's 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 bring it back to some joy. Let's bring it back to the happy places
2: podcast is, which is small time movies and good time movies. Now, Ben, for the last couple weeks, I've been giving you a challenge to watch a particular film, and uh, this week I gave you a film that comes deep from my heart and deep from my childhood. A movie that I. Truly, truly. Whoa, we
1: we can't start there, Matt. We didn't Why talk about the movie I watched for last week. Oh, we, we'll,
0: we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get, we gotta the start assignment. positive. <laughs> Let's start fucking positive. Well, this ben. is
1: this is the old assignment. The old yeah, assignment. I it's not
2: my fault you didn't turn it in on time. So we're moving on to this week's assignment. Bullshit. We can cover. Bullshit! We can cover late work. No, we can cover late work at another time. We cover if, when it comes to the current assignment. We discuss it first. So the current assignment podcast right now. the current assignment that you were given was to watch the film Mirror Mask. Now, I won't dock you any points for your late assignment, but I am interested in hearing your thoughts on this Jim Henson uh, Productions film. Uh, ben, what did you think of 2005's Mirror Mask?
1: It feels almost like a spiritual successor to James and the Giant Peach.
2: Hmm.
1: Okay, Interesting. Uh, it's, it's the same sort of, uh, like nihilist whimsy, I guess. Okay. This dark, um,
2: like dark fantasy. Very, very much like Coraline, um, or
1: Pan's Paranorman, Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, I mean, Coraline, Dark Crystal. Pan's Labyrinth. This movie very, was. It's a very wild, oppressive vibe. Oppressive? Um, really? I oh, mean, vi- visually, <laughs> visually, it's pretty oppressive. Impressive or oppressive? Oppressive. Oh, in- I would say it's impressive. Um, I mean, yeah, it's impressive, too. But I mean, it's, you know, very muted color scheme. Yeah. Very it's got the... outlandish style. And I mean, I mean, that's the point. It's sort of meant to be, you know, like the joy or whimsy or whatever you can find and and even the darkest of times or places or, or whatever. But yeah, it, it, has definitely... a, it has a Pessine,
2: Pessine Nocturne vibe to it, in my opinion. And that's not just because of the carnival. Yeah. It has this kind of like, it reminds me of like um, the Dark City meets like Pan's Labyrinth in its kind of aesthetic approach. Now, I, I think it's a really spellbinding movie.
1: Pardon moi, Pensez nocturne pour les mauvaises traductions de votre nom. J'espère que Matt uh, <laughs> fait I, okay, mieux are you, are dans le futur. Are you, Are you, are you Mais trying merci to Merci beaucoup. M- pour écouter. Ah, uh, uh, Martin, do you want
2: <laughs> We can go. We could go. I could yeah, go. I think I think so. Yeah. Ma- Monty, I think I think me and you can just we'll just leave Ben here to talk in French. <laughs> I was
1: I was fine. Okay.
2: So Ben, Ben, could you, could, could you go back? Keep keep telling us so like you, you find the, the visuals oppressive. Uh what el- what else did you think about the movie?
1: It was a lot to take in. It was a very overwhelming <laughs> movie. Um uh, I liked it a lot. Um it it was, it felt to me almost more like a skit show in a way. Okay. And that there were a bunch of set pieces where the purpose wasn't really like the through line. It was just like what they're doing, you know? It was the next like visual and in, in like the storyboard kind of vibe. It, more like it's a bunch of kind of short stories in a way. Oh, yeah. That 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 are that are stitched together. Yeah, you know, it's kind of I, like I mean, an the, anthology I mean, of this character's is a, journey. Is a mother is a, is a is a mother is being treated for cancer, and her daughters in her own little world trying to reconcile with that. It it has this like hysterical.
2: monkey bone odyssey to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's and, it's very monkey bone adjacent.
2: And, it, and it did in in that monkey bone ways, it kind of deals with. You know, coming to terms with like who you are and what the world inside your head is like when it looks but at I'd you. I'd also
1: say it's a lot fuller than Monkey Bone.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's. I think it's a much more realized movie than Monkey Bone. And I think that comes up to the, comes down to the writing of of Neil Gaiman. I mean, Neil Gaiman is one of the best modern fantasy authors, especially for this kind of like mixture of urban slash dark fantasy and like kid related fantasy, filling very much the role that stories like Roald Dahl's James and the Giant Peach used to fill um that he's now capturing like the idea of like questioning your own identity and trying to become who you are but then entering the world that you've created to like separate yourself from like the harshness of of the world you're living in i think is like a really beautiful kind of encapsulated story especially given that the entire fantasy world we're seeing is, like, the realized drawings of a kid, you know, in so far as that they exist in the movie.
1: I guess my real thought is, I wish Jim Henson was still alive when this movie was made. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Because I I feel like with his influence, we would finally have gotten the movie that, like, Dark Crystal was supposed to be.
0: Or Labyrinth. Sure.
1: Yeah, or
2: Labyrinth. Or Labyrinth. It would have had that extra level of grandiosity. And, I mean, the movie was only made... It only had a budget of 4 million dollars. It was made in Which 17 Which is shocking. Definitely. Yeah, right for yeah. for what they pulled off, it is mind-boggling. And they the I find it really cool that you mentioned that we wish Henson had been alive for it that um when uh Dave McKay and um Neil Gaiman were writing the film and coming up with it or McKean McKay, uh were coming up with it and they they wrote the entire movie and like the story in 2 weeks at Jim Henson's house. Oh wow.
1: So yeah, they came together. In the water.
2: Yeah, and it's funny that you that you mentioned Labyrinth and Dark Crystal, Monty, um, because the reason the Jim Henson Company actually pursued making this movie is they were in debates uh, about releasing another direct video hit, like a movie that would make them a ton of money on video, like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal had. And instead of making a sequel to dark, a prequel to Dark Crystal or a sequel to Labyrinth. Um, the, one of the producers says that it it made the most sense to try and create something in similar or in the spirit of those films and attributed Jim Henson's company fantasy title. Um, oh, attributed as a Jim Henson fantasy title, trying to like kind of bring it together with it all. Um, and it was actually like kind of contracted and organized by Lisa, uh, Henson, Jim Henson's, I believe daughter.
0: Okay, the so that they used this film as a project because this was at the time of CG booming, and they wanted to see instead of using puppets, what it would be like to you know. I th-
2: I think that was their, that their that bosses. was more of a that was a more of a view <clears throat> of of McKay and Gaiman than it was the studio that gave them four million dollars. The studio That's that true. gave them four million dollars wanted a DVD release hit. Similar to their, like, their sales from their two films in the 90s. Yeah. But, I mean, in in, in virtue of that, thankfully, they ended up in the hands of two great storytellers. Yeah. Um, both McKay and, and Gaiman are known for creating their most their beautiful, intricate worlds. And I think they kind of really pulled it off. You know, this is, according to Gaiman, it's sort of like a prince and the pauper idea um where she's split between the two worlds and has to kind of reconcile that and as a kid like i'm i'm sure ben it's not a surprise to you and as as a de- as a dedicated listener of the podcast it might not be too much of a surprise to you either but this movie really resonated with me with when i was a kid
1: yeah tell me tell me about that journey for you matt how were you introduced this movie and 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 tell us how it is from from your point of view
2: well, when it when it released in the 2000s, um, I remember seeing it on the shelf at my local blockbuster um, and the imagery of the cover just really you know, captivated me. It looked like something magical. And I remember I would when at the time I'd always watch movies down in our basement where like we had like a pool table down there. Um, But no one ever used it. So it was always quiet. And my parents would like let me play video games down there because I could be loud and not wake anyone up. And I remember I was like sitting down there and I decided to, I was like, instead of playing video games, I'm going to watch this movie. And I think I watched it back to back that evening. Um, And ever since then, I've like, I've held it in like very deep regard. There's a few movies who I've, I've watched with like, so much repetition. Cause I typically do not rewatch very many films. And for me, this is one of them kind of like V for Vendetta or in the mouth of madness, um, that I could watch, you know, in eternity, basically I could watch it a million times. Um, when I, and, and like, you know, very much when I was a kid, you know, I was very, you know, like, I grew up in a neighborhood where, like, no one liked the things I liked, so I was like, oh, I wish I could go join the real world, where people like heavy metal and not just sports. Um, so, when a movie about a young girl experiencing something like that comes out, I just, like, instantly, very firmly, like, both identified and was, like, in love with the <clears throat> the structure of the fantasy world. Especially when it comes to, like, the grandiosity of some of the creatures, like the floating giants... Um, the Sphinxes, the books that when you insult them will flight back to a magical library. Um it, it, and it, in,
1: that, in that respect, it has a sense of scale not unlike the Green Knight. Yes. It mm-hmm. presents
2: a massive world. Yeah. And it and it's and it's cool too, because it's a movie where you get to see like I mean, it's not in reality a kid's world, but it would feels like a world drawn by or created by like a child fully realized like and even movies like james and the giant peach they just feel like the the kid is in a fantasy experience where this is that fantasy yeah. experience is derived from the mind of the main character which also yeah leads here, Helena here the main to engage... character
1: actually is agency
2: yeah well agency. she's she's the she's the reason the world that she's in exists in general too which i think is a really fascinating like visual experience thinking about the fact that for the character
1: I, i've noticed in a lot of the movies you like matt that character agency seems to play a big role in it
2: yeah i like characters who you know have this sense of like being able to take control of their world around them especially when it's like in a fantastical sense and like I noticed to some degree there's a there's a lot of films that, that in capturing that actually have female protagonists uh, movies like Men or like um, um, We're All Going to the World's Fair have this kind of similar vibe and the similar connection even V for Vendetta um, outside of V the main character is um, Natalie Portman's character and like those kind of characters are ones that I've always like deeply connected with to especially when I was a kid
0: yeah, I oh. I still remember the first time I saw that movie. I actually, as a kid, I would constantly watch movie trailers hoping to mm-hmm. see what I can find. And this one popped up, um, I don't know if you guys remember when Apple had QuickTime. And oh, I yeah, I went oh, to yeah. QuickTime.com and look at new movie trailers and they show indie mm-hmm. ones too. And this was one that I saw the trailer that I, I just love just how... Dream like it is, and mm-hmm. as for me, as a kid, the reason why I love movies is it's kind of a way of escape to another. Exa- yeah, exactly. Peering into that and just trying to see, you know, what's it like in that world, sort of speak, right? So that movie was one of my childhood movies as well. That I actually, when it came out, I knew it was out only on DVD that I. I actually got my parents to go and buy it for me. So.
2: That's awesome. I <laughs> that think the cool. the the copy of the movie that's uploaded onto Plex is the original DVD that I never returned to Blockbuster.
1: Matt, <laughs> you're why Blockbuster went bankrupt. Uh, oh, definitely.
2: We used to go to Blockbusters. We used to go to different Blockbusters every time we'd go down to Florida, and then just make new accounts and not return DVDs. <laughs> Man. I still yeah, have I, my Medal of Honor um uh PS one disc at home.
0: I, yeah, I, I have my copy still. I should rip it onto the plex.
2: Yeah, it's a great it's a great film. If you can if you can find it and also the audiobook is out there and it's on it's on Audible. It's a beautiful audiobook. Um it's narrated by the actress who plays Helena. Um it's so it sounds really captivating and beautiful, similar to the um Hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy editions that are narrated by martin freeman um who played one of the main characters in them we played the main character arthur in that movie so it has this really spellbinding nature and the the text that exists of the movie was written in conjunction to the movie being made so when you buy a physical copy of the book it actually contains original storyboards drawings and actual direct screenshots and photos from the movie in the book as part of the storytelling oh, that's awesome yeah and it uses a bit have, of
1: you should post some of those photos when you on the instagram
2: yes i will I'll make sure to to share some photos of the book. I have it at home, but I can't get into my home um
1: until the floors are done, so those will come later in the week well, I quite enjoyed mirror mask i I give it the full four out of four charms definitely Probably, yes, definitely. Give it- I'd probably give it like four out of five stars. Yeah, I can get, I, I can get behind. That's not a perfect. I, 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 feel like I kind of missed the boat on it. I feel like if I was really young, I would watch this more mm-hmm. than than a lot of my favorites growing up. Yeah, um, it's a movie. Yeah.
2: It's a movie you got to find at the right time, like Willy Wonka.
1: Yeah, it just wasn't on my radar when it needed to be. Like I literally never heard of it until last week when you when you told me to. Honestly, last it's like, probably one me? of the smallest, or I guess probably least
2: seen movies of the Jim Henson Company films outside of like the early days.
0: So
1: yeah, and even those are featured more in like retrospectives. Oh yeah, all the anyway, time. Yes, Monty.
0: I know that you you gave Ben an assignment. You have an assignment for Ben. Mm-hmm. I I have one for you.
1: Ooh, alright. Oh the stakes are being <laughs> r- 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 raised.
0: Well, I, I did do the 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 Lovecraftian trilogy, that the Stuart Gordon trilogy, so I got okay. my homework done. But if you can find a movie, uh Matt, called From Inside. From uh, Inside From, uh I think it's is... two thousand eight. But From Inside is, is yes, 2008. I, it's, it, it, it was a graphic novel, one of the graphic novels mm-hmm. I had. I had, past tense, because I think I loaned it to a friend. And, oh. yeah, I just never got the graphic novel back, and it's no longer in print. Um, I tried to oh, find it some online, bullshit. and I cannot find it. I managed to track down John Bergen, I think that's how you pronounce okay. it. Um, the 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 author slash artist uh, mm-hmm. on Instagram, and I asked him if he if it's possible that he could print one for me, and I'll pay him because I I, I really yeah. love this graphic novel. I love the art. Uh, it's very neo uh, Okay. and yeah. Do Do you want me to give you a little? Story no, no, it.
2: no, no. Well, only not yeah. if it gives away the plot. You can give me the story of your time with it, but I don't, I don't want to uh-huh. know any spoilers. I want to discover
0: it. Oh, you want to discover? Okay, yeah. No, it's it's about you know. It, it's also written in somewhat of a dream, um, you know, kind of like a dream ish, nightmarish storyline. It takes place of. It talks about how a young pregnant woman um and she's just on this train i feel like when um snow uh what's that movie and tv show snow snowpiercer Piercer. yeah snow when snow snowpiercer came out i i mm. was i was i didn't run to go see that movie because i saw yeah. this book first and i was like wow this is like if not i i i respect snowpiercer for what the film is about but okay it's very some it's somewhat similar to this um okay like same concept wise it, it's sim- similar to this but um as a child i was really into like this is like going through my very rebellious stage and yeah. Everything in the world is depressing. Oh, you know
1: Monty. <laughs> the king of rebellion. <laughs> Everything Punk is Rock depressing,
0: you know, life suck moment. <laughs> that I'm sure everyone grew up through that. And yeah, this was like when
2: I was watching Mirror mask
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was watching I was reading this. Um All right, I'll give it a watch. And yeah. It's, it's free
2: the whole movie's free on YouTube, so I will definitely watch it.
0: Oh yes, definitely catch it if you can. Um but yeah, it's it's one of uh, one of uh, my I guess what Mirror Mask because I watched Mirror Mask when I was slightly older, uh, mm-hmm. but well, I know this came out after Mirror Mask, but this one really really hits the spot. So well, Definitely thank you, Monty. I will, Yeah,
2: we will talk about that next week, Ben. Now we can finally get to your missing assignment. The 1991 Ugh. film subspecies, a direct to video vampire, uh, film that is part of a large scale <laughs> series by full moon production, uh, full moon studios and Castell film studios. The, uh, franchise is still going till today in 2023. And this is the first movie of five. So Ben, tell us about subspecies.
1: It was intensely forgettable. It wasn't very good. There's really nothing to write about. <laughs> oh. Full Moon Pictures is like the worst. And don't
2: worry, Ben. You will continue to get no, recommendations. No, no. no. From full, I moon moon full Moon Pictures moving film. into the future. But I will, I will give you some grace this week, um, and give you a different film to watch. Ben, are you ready for your recommendation? <laughs>
0: I know what it is, that's why I'm giggling.
2: <laughs> are, are, you, are you ready, Ben? <clears throat> I don't think so, but sure. Well, in 1925, uh, the okay. Italian legend Marchese was stomping across <laughs> the film screens of many an Italian home and setting the tone for who was the pinnacle of the Italian man. And that man was on, was only stopped once, but does he succeed against the greatest challenge of all? Can the strong man of Italy Survive the Temptations of Hell? 1925's Marchese in Hell. Ben, this is a tremendous film brought right, to you by this. the Music Box of Horrors. And up until the Music Box of Horrors 2023, I will be giving you recommendations from films, uh, from Music Box of Horror lineups past, so that you were kind of wow. caught up in the lore of the music box of horrors over the, the last couple months of
1: months are going to be horror movies. Yeah, baby. Good. Horror wow. Movies okay. Too. Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah. All right. Marchese. You're starting Marchese Yeah. One, I of my, come.
2: one of my favorite movies from the 2022 music box of horrors. So Ben, I'm excited for you to watch this one. You won't get to experience it with the incredible Max McGregor, McGarthy score that I did, but I think you'll still have a great time.
1: I feel like I'm the only one out of us who can really stomach, like, the super old black and white stuff. I don't know about you, Monty, but I, I feel
2: oh, like I, I love, know Matt has love, a hard time.
0: I love black and white stuff.
2: I can yeah. I can watch it with a live score or the right setting.
0: Like if I, if yeah,
2: which to means me that you don't like,
0: really
1: like it.
2: I mean, I, I love the movies. You know, just it's they need that something but else to if, be if, worth if watching. If you
1: like it, but there's a bunch of qualifiers, then do yeah. you really like it? That's conditional yes. love, Matt. That's well, not don't, unconditional.
2: Well, don't worry, Ben. For your unconditional love in the future, we'll also be going through all of the Hellraiser sequels you missed.
0: I, I have Great. a question for everyone. Um, off mm. the top of your head, what is your most favorite black and white film that you've seen?
2: Probably oh, wow. the, uh, the Man Who Laughs. Oh,
0: good one. Nice one. Ben.
2: um, or Logan shit. when you watch it in black and white.
1: Well, you can't just change the movie to be black. Well, and no, because
2: it was supposed to be watched in black and white on the official release. It comes with a oh, black really? and white copy because that's how the directors, um, actually yeah, intended probably, the movie.
1: Probably Logan then, because
2: that movie's incredible <laughs> in was black and white.
1: Movie. Did you watch uh, it in black are, and white? What? What? Where's some other good ones? Phantom of the Opera is really good. Yeah,
2: that which yeah, um, what, some of them.
1: <laughs> House on Haunted Hill. Yes.
2: Mm. Oh, um uh Night of the Living Dead.
1: Yeah, original no, yeah. original no, Night of the Living Dead. Not that, that good.
0: That doesn't count, does it? Oh, yeah, it is, black It's black and white. Yes, it is black and
1: white.
2: Yeah. Oh, um Nosferatu.
1: Nosferatu. Yeah, but like after the remake, I can't go back. Metropolis,
2: sure. actually, ooh, no. Here are the
0: top
1: Have two. Have you actually watched Metropolis all the time? Yes,
0: <laughs> I love it. I've <laughs> really? watched it multiple Oof. times. It's here, one of my favorite films.
2: Here are two I that I think are undeniable. Forty
1: minutes in, and like nothing has still happened, and I just can't. There's,
2: there's one we're all missing, and I think it's a huge mistake. Uh the seventh seal.
0: Oh yes, I think yes. the seven, seven, Seal. seven
2: seals are is is in my opinion is of all the ones I'm looking at here probably the best. My other favorite would be the Lighthouse by Robert Edgers.
1: I was gonna say I was surprised you hadn't mentioned the White House, the Lighthouse yet. Have yeah, you seen have,
0: that Ben? It's on my list to watch. I still haven't. Oh watched man, that one. that'll be another. I mean, a bunch Simon. of the
1: old Universal monster movies.
0: Yeah, I but a lot of them aren't are like they're fine. Well, yeah, then, but
1: I mean, they made a lot of them.
0: I, I yeah. I, I I don't know. I'm a huge fan of Fritz Lang, and mm. after watching Metropolis, um, the other one that I watched was M. And holy crap, okay. that that's a really. He he he's just a uh, way ahead of his time. But that movie, have, have you guys heard of M? M. Yeah. No, I've not watched it.
1: M S- like Melon.
0: M as in, like, Monty. Uh, yes. M, uh, it's, it's, uh... I'm not. It's one of the first serial killer movies in black and white. From the ooh, featuring and, serial
2: killers. I think ooh. the other one that'd be worth mentioning are the, all of the Humphrey Bogart movies, like Casablanca, Maltese Falcon. James
1: Cagney Hi. has a lot of great movies. Public Enemy is right up there at the top.
0: Yeah. mm
1: bunch of the french new wave films
0: fritz lang m is shot it's it's a story about oh gosh and we talked about marty Gennady recently oh no (laughs) Uh, it's about a uh, a serial killer that kidnaps kids Um, oh
2: and it's one of his
0: it's it's made in 1931 and that time uh film was still black and white but is I think one of his first films that had sound and dialogue. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's it's one of my it's at the time when I watched it it was very chilly and I I can mm. see why this movie was uh was the was one of the inspirations for 7 and and all the modern day uh, you know detective noir Horror yeah, the whole, noir thrillers. film noir genre. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very creepy, but the difference is this is told through, um, uh, through the eye uh, from the 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 serial killer's perspective. Ooh, and it's played by shilling. the late great legendary Peter lore So if Ooh. you know him, he was he was famous for, uh, Edgar Allan Poe's the, the Cat, I believe. Okay, and I think he was was he also the one in uh the classic um uh, the telltale heart do you tell me <laughs> i am checking no i don't think so but the the yeah he oh yeah he was he's in Casablanca as well oh shit
2: okay
1: so monty we're we're talking all about older movies this week what 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 is a movie from from your past that you resonate with the same way Matt resonates with mirror mask?
0: Uh, so when I was growing up, um, a lot of my first access to movies were a lot of Hong Kong films. Cause back in the mm-hmm. day, uh, in the eighties, um, there wasn't like, I, I didn't know any, you know, pro- like movie theaters to go to watch, you know, Western films and stuff. So mm-hmm. there are two movies that resonated with me. Um one Hong Kong film uh is called uh To Hell with the Devil. I'm reading oh, what the a great title. name. <laughs> and it is directed and co written by John Woo.
2: Oh okay. Yeah.
0: It's a comedy fantasy horror. But nice. I think um, now, looking back after watching a lot of movies, it mm-hmm. is uh, it is the Hong Kong version of um, what's that movie with Brendan Fraser, Elizabeth Hurley, where she plays the devil? Oh, uh, Bejeweled. Bejeweled or Be Yeah,
2: Bejeweled. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Bejeweled. Is the
0: or Anyway, anyways, so yeah, it's or it's basically. Uh, it's something. It's bedeviled, bedeviled. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys seen that movie. Yep. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I I remember bedazzled. Oh bedazzled yeah, bedazzled.
0: Bedazzled. That's bedazzled. yeah. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Bedazzled. bedazzled bedazzled. Yeah.
1: I was yeah. like bedeviled
2: but... sounds close. <laughs> no, it's definitely bedazzled. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think Bedazzled itself was a. Uh, uh, a remake of a nineteen sixty seven film right comedy oh yes it I is know. I just wiki wikied it yes, it is it's directed by Stanley donan anyways um yeah i I thought this movie was wacky and it's interesting mm-hmm. because it starts off with an angel and a demon um you know getting their first assignments, which is, it comes down to this one guy who who is like a musician, but you know he's like very poor and uh he his dream is to become a pop star and okay. impress his dream girl and fall in love so same same plot um mm-hmm. i just remember like yeah this is like early john woo and yes john woo did do, i didn't
1: know that was john woo
0: <laughs> yeah he he directed uh comedies and horror movies before he became a huge action uh director huh uh which was really wacky, but I just remember there's one segment in there where uh, another thing that I liked as a kid is they he, <laughs> there's one scene where the priest and the, the this wannabe pop star because uh, the wannabe pop star sold his soul to the devil to make his wishes come true. He had three wishes, so he lived three. Three different lives, but they never seem to work because of the way of the devil. They always make an agreement with you, but they always put a spin or twist on it. So the devil comes and starts wanting to collect his soul, but the priest,
1: the, the angel,
0: has to redeem himself because he uh, he's he screwed up at church uh, a lot, and he was an alcoholic, and God gave him a chance uh, to you know redeem himself by you know, protecting one of the souls on Earth, which is this pop star. And so this whole battle scene uh, near the end of the movie <laughs> turns into a 1980s Space Invaders video game. <laughs>
1: what the fuck?
0: Man, <laughs> really... you're, you're
1: unlocking some core memories here. Yeah, I uh, really I, worked. I, so I didn't know... The 2000s Bedazzled is actually a remake of 1967's Bedazzled. Yes.
0: Oh, okay.
1: With Raquel Welch in it.
2: Well, we've all learned something today. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, my, the uh, second movie that I did like uh, was uh Chary and Fat's God of Gamblers. It's, Never heard of that one. No, uh, <laughs> don't know that one at all. Have you seen that one, Matt? nope i don't even know what you're talking about oh so it's about a
1: 1989 hong kong action comedy drama film written and directed by wong jing
0: yes wong jing is the Uh, what's a director that i can compare him to he's he's one of those guys that can make a ton of movies he's known as the garbage movie like i'm direct translating this garbage movie director of of asia because he puts out a lot of movies, Hell, but yeah. every now and then he, he he hits hits a hits a nail right on the head. He's and,
2: the he's and... the full moon features of Hong Kong film.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he made this movie called God of Gamblers. He wrote it as well, and it stars Chow Yun Fat, and he was a big star already at that time. And um, he plays like this gambling prodigy, uh, but gets. Uh, was being hunted down by this opposing gang and during his escape uh, he knocked he banged his head onto a rock and kind of lost his memory and kind of became you know this mentally challenged uh, kid in an adult body and so he's trying to you know figure out his ways and you know help out the people that he meets and also has his uh revenge plot at the end of the movie um, but well, yeah we will, we'll have to watch what that i liked one. about it is it's just you know it's one of the things is because you know growing up during my time you know having mm-hmm. a disability like dyslexia mm-hmm. it's you know it's kind of cool to see like the main antagonist of the film is you know someone that not saying he has dyslexia, but he is kind of autistic, or had okay. suffered brain damage, but is able to still live his life, even though it brought a lot of grief to his friends around him. Mm-hmm. And at one point, there was a really sad point of the movie, back when I watched it the first time, it was like, because he was useless, and, and for lack of a better term, dumb, they tried to get rid of him, like, by banning him on the middle of the streets. And, yeah, it it was really, really sad moment at that point. But, um, if anyone's interested, it is, I I showed this movie, I think, to our friend Misha and Crystal, and they really, they enjoyed it. They thought it was pretty cool. Um, we'll we'll have to give it a shot. Yeah.
1: You're gonna have to give it a bang! (laughs) Shot! Thanks for sharing that, Monty. Those that that's super cool, and, and thank you for reminding me of Bedazzled. Yeah, good movie. movie. One of the um, Fraser I, top talents. My 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 equivalent of these movies for you guys is Small Soldiers. Uh, that uh, Monty, I don't believe you were you were able to be present for, but Matt and I watched together. No, I, I've seen
0: it when it when it came out. Yeah, I know
1: it. It's it's a hell of a film, and yeah, you know yep. it's aged a lot better than Attack of the Killer Tomatoes has.
0: Yes, substantially. You, you know what's funny is because I know I'm sl- slightly older than you guys. In school, when I told people that I saw that film when it came out, mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, wow, why did you watch such a crappy film? And I'm glad well, that, you know, you have taste I'm for? now, now in the future, I have people that appreciate that
2: film.
0: <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> like yeah, it's It's
1: well paced. It's well written. I mean, it's fantasy and kind of stupid, but like in a reasonable way. Yeah, keeps going at a it. nice clip. Like, man, acting's great. I I was very impressed with Young Me.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: That this is one of the few films from your past, Ben, that's been a a, a full
1: hit. I'm going to interpret that as a positive, Matt.
2: <laughs> it was, and not everyone's childhood movies hold up very well, me included. But this was one of those ones that was, like, just as amazing as I remember it being as a kid, too.
1: Honestly, a bit more so.
2: I I, I genuinely, because I loved this movie when I was a kid. I also probably stole it from Blockbuster. Um, <laughs> this one was a real, like, I was like, oh, no, we're in for it.
1: Right. You know, like, yeah. here it comes.
2: And it was genuinely really wonderful. I yeah, like the a, movie. The story of, you
1: no, know, I was just going to say, a, a movie about action figures coming to life. Has never been more fully realized, except for Kablam's Action League Now, featuring Yeah, but that Melt was a TV Man show. With the power two, Matt? Melt! Damn right. Anyway, <laughs> continue, Monty.
0: No, I just like this movie because it kind of like... You know how... Well, you guys probably weren't around, but when they were promoting this movie, there was only the soldiers on the cover. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, how they sold it was... This was a movie about, you know, soldiers fighting these uh I forgot what they're called, the the these fat, the the these
1: monster
0: ish uh goblin toys, which you know, when growing up in the eighties, those are typically the bad guys and the soldiers are the mm-hmm. good guys. What I liked about this was that the way I interpreted it was, you know, just because you're tough and strong doesn't mean you're good. And yeah. you know, the the free the the, Amer- toys, the
2: American yeah. robots are clearly the
0: villains. Yes, yeah, and and the freaks tends to be the ones that just want to be left alone until mm-hmm. they they can't anymore, and they had to, you know, come together yeah, and fight get, these get, get on a boat and you know, die b- in a river bullies, if you will, right? And, and yeah, hundred percent. Good. So that that's what I enjoyed about this film when I was a kid, and is and plus it's from Joe Dante, so. <laughs> yeah, so it's got it's got you the can't pass on Joe Dante.
2: No one can pass on Joe Dante.
1: Well, that's our childhood. We'd love for you guys to tell us about some of your childhood films. Um I I feel like a lot of these movies in smaller or bigger ways have uh influenced our lives. Um as I say as I'm about to finish my discussion on small soldiers and go check out my new unreleased Kane figure I got from Australia thumbs up y'all Kane yeah this one doesn't have um military grade uh, AI <laughs> chips in him but you can flip his head oh. so has a happy head and he has a red swollen beat up head I'll call me really yeah it's called a face flipping fighter
0: this this face needs to flip to apparently
1: they made a small batch of these (laughs) figures let me escape it never released them um to the general public so they were canceled while this one figure was in development oh my
0: gosh really oh that's so cool
1: yeah so i got it from some nice australian dude
0: is the mask like you can take the mask off and
1: stuff? No, oh. no! Literally, his head flips upside down.
0: Oh, you took it out of the box already, or is it just? Oh, the it, I
1: think yeah, it was, it was just the
0: figure. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. And on that note, <laughs> I I think we're gonna call it a day because I think Matt is half passed out inside his closet right now. <laughs> I feel He's like, like got I, I will unban him like from
0: I'm the Shadow Realm. <laughs>
1: If you guys want money, you know, I'll let Matt out as soon as someone sends us a five-star review.
2: Let me escape. And shows
1: it to us on our Instagram so I can Venmo you $5.
2: Give me relief from this hell that I am within.
1: And you know what?
2: Donate $5. You only
1: got to do it once. Even if. The fourth time's the yeah. charm. Yeah. Good night and good morning. <laughs> Talk to y'all later.
0: Talk
1: to y'all later.